hate to break the news to you, but we're all sevens looking for elevens. Everybody on the planet is a seven. Yes, even Brad Pitt. Okay, maybe he's like an eight and a half. But like, okay. Everybody is a seven looking for an eleven. This to me is part of the conundrum of being human. And this idea of an eleven is a false perception that is created, a lot of it is based on the media, of what we think perfection looks like. Perfection in a career, perfection in success, perfection in marriage, perfection in a partner, perfection in a domicile, perfection in a city, perfection in a state. It doesn't exist. It's not real. All relationships that you're having in the world, out there, meaning not just physical relationships with other human beings, relationships with all things, because that's really, it's always about relating. I talk about that in the book. Um, but all relationships are but a projection and a reflection of your own stuff. So if you really think about your relationships in life, are they not mirroring back to you your desires, your hopes, your frustrations, your dreams, your fantasies, your fears, your ah, your ah, that's what they all are. And so they're put in your path for you to figure out your shiz. That's really it. And sometimes we have this tendency, sometimes all the time, we blame it on the other. So like, it's so easy for me to be like, oh, I just got these sevens in my life, but my life would be so much better if I had an 11, an 11 boyfriend, or an 11 house, or an 11 project, or 11 career, or an 11 agent, or an 11 parent. People, those things aren't real. They don't exist. And those sevens come in the forms of what I just said, all kinds of forms. They come in the form of a, a, an ideal weight. They come in the form of age. They come in the form of money, in lovers, in affairs, in siblings, in parents, in teachers, in friends. Life is always about you meeting your stuff on this playground of life. You know, there's a, a Buddhist saying, wherever you are, there you are. Ah, you can't run away from yourself. And when I started thinking about this, I thought, oh, this reminds me of me in my 20s. I was actually talking to an intern today about it about this whole thing about dating and, you know, it, it, it got triggered by dating, but uh, just what I was just lecturing about, I really find that it has ramifications in all areas of our life. And we keep waiting for the 11 to arrive. And what's sad to me about that, you get what I'm saying? You're at a bar, I'm using that as the metaphor, you're at a bar and a number of people are knocking on your door. They want to get your number, they want to text you your digits. But you're like, no, no, <laughs> I'm waiting for the 11. So you're always like this. You're going to be waiting until 4 or 5 a.m. and then you're going to go home alone. That is the metaphor for life. You keep waiting for the thing that you think is the way your life is supposed to look. And what happens is you're, you're missing your life. You're missing the possibility of what life is wanting to show you right now. So let me show you a little audio. I'm going to show you two audio visuals and end with this parable, okay? So here's the first one. This is like, okay, crazy to me because I, in my unpacking, or I'm moving in, I'm moving. So I came across all this stuff. Can you, can you do a close-up of this? You're not going to see it until you watch the thing. Can you see this, Tamara? So, yeah. yes, okay. Mm -hmm. This here is me when I was like 24, 25, doing an off-Broadway show. And this here is Anderson Cooper. Yes, this is Anderson Cooper. And what do I have in my hands here? A bouquet of flowers <laughs> that Anderson Cooper brought me. 
But you know, I was obsessed with my 11. I'm so sorry, Anderson. You know what I mean? Like, just like, hello? I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, Anderson Cooper, you know, likes Latin men, I think, now. So, like, I, so, so it all works out. It all works out. But, but this is a really great example of, at a very young age, I kept denying and looking elsewhere as opposed to embracing and exploring what's in front of me. So, can you, were you on that? Yeah. So you saw that? Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I'll pass that around. <laughs> documentation so you can see it. Um, so, the thing is this, you guys. I am not saying, for sure, it's all about choices in life. And for sure, it's about even making, quote unquote, wrong choices, because there is no such thing. Because it's, it's all about a learning curve, and all things are taking you to your own development and, and unfolding and awareness about who you are and what's possible for you. So at one level, you can't really make any mistakes. But what I'm talking about here in the form of possibilities and shutting out what's right in front of you is just two things that we want to take a look at. Denying a total de de uh, de denying and a delaying of your life and being too scared to step in it. And actually to me, a denial and a delaying of your life is really based in fear anyway. So really, if you look at the things that you don't get activated in, it all comes down to the fear. The amazing thing is though, however, I know this seems a little corny, but I really love this image because this is the real truth of your life. This is a spider web, but to me, I use this as like, your life is just this amazing connective tributary of all of these connected rivulet streams, pathways. That is the overlaying picture of your life. And they all come back to center. They all come back to self. They all come back to you. And so at one level, you're never locked in. I think sometimes in life we get so freaked out because we see, because of left brain stuff, we see our life only in concrete terms. You don't see that, look at this is all possibility. Your life is not concrete. Your life is not impenetrable. Your life is not black and white. It's full of these possibilities and all of them can lead you on to a different adventure. But it requires you to pull a thread. Just pull the thread. Pull it. You're not pulling the thread that's right in front of you based on this idea that it's supposed to look that way. So let me end with this last thing, this parable that I was thinking about. Maybe you've heard it before, but I think it's so, it speaks of this whole thing about the package is constantly being delivered to us, but we think it's a seven and we think the 11 is gonna be FedEx to us. So there is a, a story um, um, in, in, in India, the parable in India, in Buddhist tradition and Hindu tradition, where there's a man who is walking down a path, and he's a very devout religious man, and he feels like he has a connection to God, that God will look a certain way. So in times of need, or when he's in harm, all he has to do is just be patient and wait, and God, the way he thinks God looks, is going to take him out of harm's way. So one day he's walking down a path, right, some village road, and there's a gigantic angry elephant who's bearing down on him, like maybe 500 meters behind him, right? And the man is walking and kind of oblivious to this trumpeting elephant, and there's a man riding the elephant, right? And the man riding the elephant is telling him, get out of the way, get out of the way. And the elephant itself is like, 
Like, you know, trumpeting. <laughs> Move it is probably what he's saying in elephant speak. There's people on the side of the road, vendors selling grapefruit and kumquats and melons and shouting, Move out! Oh, look at the elephant! And the elephant is bearing down, bearing down. And, and, and the man himself, probably in his own thoughts, is thinking, oh, maybe I should move out of the way. Maybe I should get out of this elephant's way. But then he says, no, I'm waiting for God to take care of me. What happens? Literally right before the elephant is about to squash this poor man like an ant, some man on the side of the road grabs the man and pulls him out and they go tumbling down a ravine. Then he shakes the man and he says, what was your problem? Did you not hear the elephant? Did you not hear everybody screaming and yelling to get out of the way? And the man is like, well, well yeah, but I was waiting for God to like save me. Take me out of harm's way. And he said, fool, God was telling you through the elephant, through the man riding the elephant, through all the vendors on the side, through me grabbing you. That to me is so beautiful at two levels, the moral of the story. Number one, wow, we're all connected. This beautiful idea of God or divinity or intelligence or source is like coming out through all of us. It's in all of us. We're all connected. It's everywhere. It's all over the world. We are get, and then the, the second part is we get stuck on the form. It's formless. Your life wants to be more formless. It's trying to show you, but you dig your heels in the sand saying, this thing can only look this way. We have to move beyond that very limiting picture of what we think life is about. It's not that. It wants to be this for you. This is actually what it is. So this week, what if you just said yes to a seven? <laughs> what if you found out that the seven was pretty darn good in all areas of your life? 